Well, uh, hi, Vintage. It's good to see all your smiling faces this morning or afternoon, depending on when you're watching it. Um, I'm so glad you guys uh, joined us online today, really. It's a huge deal that we continue to meet together, that we continue to be a community. Um, because here's the deal, the door might close, but the church doesn't stop. Um, and that's what we're learning. And in, in the midst of all the crazy, in the midst of everything going on, uh, God is never stopping uh, what he's doing with his church. And so I just thank you guys for being a part of it this morning. Um, before I kind of get started, I got to go like full disclosure with the church. Um, so if you maybe remember, if you've been at the church for a little while, a few weeks ago, uh, I shared with you that I am a creature of routine. Okay, uh, that is my safe space to know what is expected uh, of me every day and what I need to do. And so uh, if I'm totally honest with you this morning, church, uh, I truly um, have been in a weird way the last couple of weeks. Everything is changing. Everything is different. And uh, for me, I needed this message to kind of get in my soul over the last couple of days. I needed God to kind of do some work with me. Um, so I wanted to share with you, I'm with you this morning. I'm with you. I'm, I'm totally tracking with you with what God uh, is doing right now. And uh, during this time, um, I think we all need to just kind of gather together around one another, whether it's in spirit or maybe get a couple of people to go get some coffee or something, but we all need to support one another. Um, so I want you to know, church, again, I'm with you. But before I do that, I want to jump into a story. So when I was around five or six years old, um, my teacher decided that she wanted to do a big Easter egg hunt for our whole class. And I was very excited about this. And so she calls us all outside and we're all standing there and she's going over the instructions. Well, for me, I'm like, okay, lady, I know where this is going. I know how to do an Easter egg hunt. Let's just get to where we got to go. So I'm totally tuning her out. And I'm like, let's just get to this Easter egg hunt. So she says, go. And I just take off running. And I am just filling my basket with every kind of egg I can find. I am like going crazy. Well, the next thing I know is I, I look behind me and there's like a bunch of kids just standing around the teacher with like really sad faces. And I thought, wow, that's weird. But I'm like, whatever, losers, I got to go get some more eggs. I got to put that negativity behind me. Let's go. So I'm like, I've got like eggs in my basket. I've got eggs folded up in my shirt. I'm like feeling really good about being the master of this Easter egg hunt. Well, come to find out a few moments later uh, that part of the instructions that I was ignoring in the beginning uh, was that the teacher said we could only get five eggs. And so there was about four or five kids uh, that basically I ruined Easter for that day because I wasn't listening to directions. Now, uh, sometimes that can happen. And the reason why I tell you that story uh, is because uh, there are moments uh, where we think we know what we need to do and we just start doing it. There are moments in life, I think especially right now, where we, we sort of look at what everybody else is doing, and we're like, okay, i got to do that, and then we just go. And what can end up happening is that sometimes uh, if we're not thoughtful about the way that we do things and the way that we approach situations, uh, people can get hurt. We can hurt ourselves, and we can hurt others. And so this morning, that's kind of where we're going. And we're going to spend some time in Colossians chapter 3. And so... Um, before I do that, I want to give you just a, a brief rundown of what this message is going to be like. So the name of our sermon today is called House Arrest. Um, it's three things that we can learn from Jesus in crisis. Three things that Jesus wants to tell us uh, sort of give us uh, marching orders during this crazy and unknown time. And so 
Uh, Let's pray, and then we're going to jump into this. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much. Uh, I thank you that we have the opportunity to continue to gather um, in different ways. Uh, Father, it's been said before, and and I'll say it again, uh, you are not somehow shocked by what's happening in March 2020. Um, You are not afraid. You are not out of control. You are not scratching your head trying to figure this out. Um, You are fully and totally present in each and every one of our lives. And so though we may not see and understand everything, you do. And we love you and we trust you. And we ask that you continue to build in us a spirit of faith and a spirit of trust in who you are and the goodness of your fatherhood. In your name we pray. Amen. So today we are going to be in Colossians chapter 3. And again, we are trying to understand three things from Jesus that we can learn in the midst of crisis. So the Colossian church, just as a little heads up, um, it's a letter uh, that Paul had written to the Colossian church. He was in prison. He may have actually even been under house arrest, not sure, but he was definitely under arrest. And he wrote this letter um, to the Colossian church to basically say, hey guys, uh, you're getting a little spread out. You're getting a little far apart and we need to kind of bring you back together. We need to uh, get some right thinking back in your church. And so um, let's take a look at chapter three, verses one through four. Starting in verse 1, it says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your heart on things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you also will appear with him in glory. Let me just ask you something. Who here, just, and maybe raise your hands at home, but those of you in this room, would you admit that probably the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning is check your phone, right? Yeah, most of us do that. I do that. I'm guilty of it. Most of us, if we're honest, uh, our eyes open, and the second the second one opens, it's already looking at our phone, right? Uh, we're checking social media. We're looking at any text we may have missed, and that's within minutes of waking up. And the reason why I say that is because that's kind of our narrative for the day. The first thing we feed ourselves on, the first thing that we uh, uh, feed on when we wake up in the morning is what we set our minds on. And so we're looking at who's living their best life now on social media. You know, who's not hanging out with me and hanging out with somebody else and posting it up there, you know? What horrible thing has happened in the world today? Who said something that they shouldn't have on social media and now they're getting devoured by every human that has an opinion? You see, we need to understand that all of this stuff, it comes from the world's perspective. And the world's perspective has no interest in providing you with the peace that passes all understanding. The media and the offering that is given to you has no interest in giving you peace. But instead, it puts fear, it puts anxiety, it puts things in your mind that makes you feel less than, makes you feel unprepared, and makes you feel unequipped. And that is not what God has for you. And so in Colossians, when it says, set your mind on things above, what he's talking about is not paying attention to anything. What he's saying is, let your first thoughts, let your first things be the narrative of Jesus. And so uh, if you look at uh, verse 3 and 4, and I'm hoping you guys have your Bibles with you, um, at verse 3 and 4, it says that when we set our mind on things above, we will be reminded that our life is now hidden in Christ Verse 4 says, when Christ is your life, he appears, and so will you also. So, hold on. Jesus reminds us that if we set our mind on his things, that we have died and been raised to life in him. That at the coming of the end of all things, Christ will come back and we will be with him. The first thing that Jesus wants to remind us in times of crisis is that we 
are secure. We are secure. The world may tell us to be afraid, but Jesus says, nope. You do not have to be afraid because the end of the story has already been decided. You are secure, church. I need to hear that. You need to hear that. Fear has no place when the battle has already been won. I'm going to say that again. Fear has no place when the battle has already been won. Jesus has won. And so we are secure. Jesus wins, and when he returns in glory, Christian, we are going to be right there with him. The reality that we live in will never be outside of Christ, his love, ever. That's the world we live in. And so out of that truth, the rest of this message flows. Out of that truth, everything else that we do, everything else that we interact with, how we treat the people around us, how we love, how we forgive, all of it flows out of the idea that we will never be apart from Christ and his love. So you are secure, church, and that's awesome. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, Let's look at verse 12 and 13. It says, therefore, as God's chosen people, uh, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion. Kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, uh, that's not a word. Patience, bear with each other and forgive one another. Any of you that has grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. You see, right now, uh, we live in an unforgiving world. Let's just be honest. Uh, one wrong word, one wrong message, one wrong thing that you've said, and you will be devoured. Right now, as I'm sure your home is, my home is just everybody's on top of each other right? Like everybody is home. Uh, There is no shortage of an opportunity to practice uh, forgiveness right now in this time. So right now, my kids are off school. uh, My wife is off work. And so when I wake up, everybody's home, all right? When I get off work, everybody's home. When I go to bed or take a nap, everybody's home. And so sometimes I wake up in the morning, I try to open only one eye, and maybe like half the people will be there, but it doesn't happen. Everybody is in the house all the time. And so with everyone being on top of each other, there's a lot of offenses that can happen. For example, your spouse might sit down next to you and eat chips like she's chewing on twigs and small animal bones, right? Which would drive me nuts. I don't know about the rest of y'all. Uh, your children are probably going stir crazy and like trying to suck the life out of you like adorable little vampires, okay? Uh, everyone's routine is different. So myself, I'm probably a little grouchy and not that fun to be around right now, okay? So all of us are bringing stuff to the table uh, that requires forgiveness. You know, there'll probably be a guy in the HEB line that's going to sneeze on the back of your head, all right? What do you do with that? How do you handle that? As followers of Jesus, these are opportunities to figure out how do we live and operate in the world that's differently uh, than what the world offers us and how to live. And so these are all opportunities to forgive and live in a way that says a lot about who Jesus is in your life. And so uh, I can remember a few years ago, uh, my son, my oldest son, uh, we had invited some people to come stay at our house because we wanted them to uh, start their life over in in our new city. And so we said, hey, come stay with us. Well, there was a little bit of miscommunication. And what ended up happening was, is their dog came with them. Now, uh, we kind of talked it out, and I said, well, you can't get rid of your dog, so all right, whole family, bring the dog, and we'll make it happen. So a few weeks into them being there, um, everything was going fine, and all of a sudden, I get a call. I get a call at work, and the babysitter tells me that my oldest son had gotten bitten by the dog, and not just like a little bite, but like a gnarly elbow, all stitches kind of bite. Um, and uh, it was a rough day that day. Um, there was a lot that went into how that whole situation came about. Um, there's a lot of lasting effects from that situation. 
But I can remember um, the folks that came to stay with us were not necessarily like super Christian folks. And I can remember uh, telling my wife, I said, well, we kind of have a choice here. I said, we're 100% in the right. We're 100% in the right here. This shouldn't have happened. None of this is right. But I said, what does this say about us if I take the hospital bill and I hold it up in front of them and I say, pay me back? Well, the scriptures make it pretty clear that we are called to forgive because God forgave us. And this, my friends, was not easy. I am not saying this like everybody should do this. It was a very, very hard, difficult thing to do. Um, But when we do it, it says a lot about who Jesus is in our life. Because we say my security, my wholeness, my wellness, who I am rests solely in Christ. And so he's the one who makes things right. He's the one that brings about justice. He's the one who takes care of the books and balances things, not me. And so because we have been forgiven, we forgive others. And so uh, the second thing that Jesus wants to remind us of in crisis is that forgiven people forgive people. Forgiven people forgive people. That this is what separates us from the rest of the world is that we don't have to uh, hold everybody accountable for every single word they've ever said to us. We don't have to close our fist for every single fight and every single offense that has come into our world. We don't have to do that. And that is incredibly freeing. And us as the church right now, everyone is on edge. But as followers of Jesus, we have a different way. We have a different road. And so we forgive because God has forgiven us. Now, if we get this, if we sort of get this down into our souls, if we keep the hope of Christ as our security out in front of us, if we continue to forgive when we have every right to hold people accountable, something really special is going to happen. And the final thing that I think Jesus wants to remind us of in times of crisis is that we can do this together. We don't have to do this alone. We can do this together as a church and as a community and as a family that is spreading out throughout Austin in our homes and in our jobs and in our places that we go to to spend time with folks. We can be the church in a very special way because we have the hope of Christ that makes us not afraid. We forgive easily. And then if you look at this, it says uh, in verse 15, it says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since... uh, since you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father through him. Right now, there are plenty of reasons not to be thankful. There are plenty of reasons to be weird and to just want to like close up and shut people out. But I'm telling you that as the people of Jesus, we have the opportunity to be something different, something special in the world right now. And that is a community of peace. The byproduct of all of this is peace. And that's what I want for you, church. That's what I want for my life. And so that's what I pray over you this morning is that the God of peace would reign in every single one of our lives. So let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, I just come before you and I just ask that you uh, move mightily in your church, that you are going to do something special in a time that feels very unspecial. Father, that you are going to do what you do best, which is make bad things good. And so we trust you and we love you and we ask all this in your name. Amen.